Hello, welcome to the J-Bug Podcast. Today is Friday, August 14th, 2020. Today I'd like to talk about how do you know when someone else is trying to control you? One of the ways to know that someone else is trying to control you is that they are dishonest. Somebody who is a genuine good friend usually does not have a reason to lie to you. So if you find that the person you're dealing with is lacking integrity, and that's more than just saying little white lies, it's um, showing inconsistency of character, then that's a sign that they are trying to control you. Probably a real, the biggest sign. Another sign that someone is trying to control you is that they will be overly positive. Um, they won't let you talk about your feelings or concerns that are unpleasant in any way. And they expect you to adhere to their framework of allowable emotions. So if you have any kind of a response to something and your emotions are outside of what they deem is appropriate, and that can mean they want you to be extremely positive all the time, then that's a sign that they are trying to control you. Another sign that someone is trying to control you is that they point out um, your, your flaws and that they're critical. Because a person that you have a genuine relationship with and that genuinely loves you, they're worried about their sins. They're worried about the things they want to work on. And they're not worried about you and your sins. And they don't even see those things about you. So if the person you're with is always able to see what you're not doing good enough and that what they think you're bad at, then they're trying to control you. Another sign that someone is trying to control you is that they keep you uninformed. So they do not tell you what is on their mind about a decision. They do not tell you what they're really thinking. They only tell you um, information in very covert ways and they leave you uninformed. And then when you do ask basic questions, instead of answering you, um, they, they turn it on you and they make it your fault that you don't understand. And so they ridicule you or they make fun of you. Um, a, a good person, when you ask a question that you're uninformed about something, they will take the time to put their arm around you and explain it to you in a way that you're able to understand. Um, a good person will, when you talk about yourself and the things you're going through, will be able to mourn with you and will take your side. You'll feel like that they're on your side and that they're for you and they want you to succeed. Uh, a person that's trying to control you, sometimes they'll just try to fix it for you. Um, it's, not, it's not bad to have someone try to help you fix things. But when they are constantly doing things for you and that's their mode of operandus is that they, when you have a problem, they want to fix it for you, then it shows that they don't believe in you. They don't believe that you can handle the process and learn from the process yourself. So if someone's constantly trying to do everything for you, then they don't respect you and they're trying to control you. 
Another sign of someone who's trying to control you is somebody who triangulates. Triangulation is when somebody talks about your personal issues with another person instead of with you. Uh, an, another way of looking at it as it's just simple gossiping and backbiting. But it can be much worse than just plain gossiping and backbiting. It can, it can get to be where someone is sharing extremely personal information about you to, to, um, in, a, in an atmosphere where you can't defend yourself. And so they put accusations out concerning you. And a lot of times you won't even be there. You won't be included in the conversation. And so you have no way of defending yourselves. And so they get the upper hand. They get to win all the arguments because you're not there to defend yourself. Had you been there, you most likely would have been able to defend yourself. And that's why they triangulate. They try to talk to other people when you're not there about their issues with you. Um, you see this on The Bachelor all the time. <laughs> if you watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, um, when there's drama in, between um, all those competing for the person's attention, they'll go to the person and they'll triangulate and they'll talk bad about the other person when they're not there to defend themselves. That's the sign that somebody is trying to control you. And the same thing when it, someone comes to you to talk about someone who's not there. If, if anyone's coming to you to talk to talk about someone who's not there such that they can't share their input about the situation, then realize that they're trying to triangulate perhaps to um, deride that person's character. Again, they're not there to defend themselves. The media does this again all the time. They'll pick someone to smear and they'll talk bad about them and they'll tell the whole story from one point of view, but they will never give the person who's accused a chance to defend themselves. And the, the, the ability to face your accused, this is something that's a principle. It's not just something that is in the Constitution Bill of Rights for court of law, okay? Court of law is just one instance where the right to, to face your accuser exists, but this principle should exist in our common interactions with each other. I remember when I was just in junior high school, and all the kids would say, oh, I hate this teacher. I hate this teacher. I'm so sorry you got this teacher. And I had never even met this teacher. And so in my mind, I said, now, hold on just a minute. How can I buy all the stuff you're telling me about somebody I've never even met? And I'd get the teacher and I wouldn't hate him. And I would see a lot to like about him. And so a lot of times uh, people, it's kind of that mob mentality where people start believing something unkind and it snowballs into this huge mass perception and that mass perception isn't even true it's just the fact that it's the it's the nature of the beast of talking about people when they can't even defend themselves it's a very um it takes down not only the person doing the gossip or triangulation but the person they're with and anybody who overhears and it snowballs and it creates a lot of um damage to people and their reputations so triangulation is a, an extremely dysfunctional way to solve communication problems. And if someone is using triangulation instead of talking to you directly about issues, they are trying to control you. Now, not everybody who uses these dysfunctional coping mechanisms or communication mechanisms is a bad person. But a lot of us have learned dysfunctional coping skills because of the past. And so I'm not trying to accuse people who are using any of these negative coping or um, controlling methods of communication, but 
it is something we need to become aware of and be able to identify that if someone is um, gaslighting you or if someone is lying to you or being dishonest to you, you can acknowledge that that um, technique that they're using with you is unhealthy and realize that that's going to cause damage to the relationship unless that can be fixed. Hopefully you're in a relationship where you can discuss what's what needs to be fixed and the person's willing to um, change their their perception to be more healthy as you can give them a healthier way to communicate. Because some people, they just don't even know that what they're doing is dysfunctional. But once you can put a name on it and say, that's triangulation, that's gaslighting, that's lying, that's not having integrity, um, that's, you're, you're trying to control my emotions and, and not allow myself to express my true feelings because you believe that my feelings are too negative or too, um, conspiracy, you know, my feelings are based on conspiracy and not fact. Well, that's no reason why someone can't share what they believe and feel. Everyone needs to be entitled. Um, the, the, the gaslighting also, when someone calls you crazy, that's gaslighting and that's not, uh, well, that's obviously a sign that someone's trying to control the way you think. Um, if someone really loves you, they want to hear all of your ideas as whether they're crazy or not. They care about you and they want to hear your ideas and they think that your ideas are incredible and amazing because you're a human being and they're as a human being, those are your ideas. So if somebody says that your ideas are too conspiracy, they're too much of a conspiracy or they're too crazy, then they're trying to control you. Uh, a good person thinks that your ideas are amazing because it's called being creative. It's called being um, perceptive. And some of the most amazing inventions that have ever been creative have, have been created through people that can think outside of the box and put together associations that normally people wouldn't associate together. So we need to have positive regard for each other. We need to be able to appreciate each other. The more we can learn to appreciate each other, have positive regard to each other, and, and treat each other with respect, uh, the more we get to a society that, that sees each other the way our creator sees us. Somebody who is trying to control you will harbor many times deep and secret. Sometimes they're out and open, but sometimes they're deep and secret feelings of disrespect towards you. So if anyone truly has feelings of disrespect towards you, usually they don't respect themselves either. Usually it's something that they are, it's a quality they also have that they don't like about themselves. Um, just in passing one time, I heard a, a woman talking to her husband and her husband was about to enjoy eating something and she said, don't you eat that. And I thought that was interesting because she, in her mind, believed that enjoying that food was wrong. And so she wanted to, when she saw her husband about to do that, her disgust for him behaving in that way came out. So when someone has disgust towards you, a lot of times it's because they're just like you. You know, she probably wanted to enjoy that food too, but it was breaking this rule she had already de developed out of shame and, and disgust. And she was somewhat um, controlling in her, toward her husband. Uh, uh, good relationships usually do not do that. Good relationships do not need to control other people because 
the crux of developing independence is the ability to fail for yourself. And so a good person recognizes that you have the ability to make your own choices, whether your choices turn out well for you or not. That's part of the program of being human and learning from your mistakes and developing your rules, not based on disgust, not based on being controlled externally, but based on your own experience. And that's where you create a society of people who are sovereign and frankly are extremely smart. So if you want to build a society of people who can be those engineers that build those bridges that, that are strong, that build those dams that last centuries, well, you've got to have people that are operating not, on, not from the rules that are provided to them, but the rules that they stand on from their own experience. Those are, that is the experience, the personal experience is how we become stronger. And a good person wants people to develop experience for themselves instead of tell you how to behave based on their experience. So here's a few ideas. I hope that they've helped you and I hope that you have a great day. Thanks. Take care.